0: All right, SimCast, episode five. Today's theme is the prestige. That's the title of the episode. So today I've got one guest only. He has not been on here before, but Ace Night 13 is actually one of my mods. He's also one of the officers in Virtue. Um, he also lives in the UK. So it's not always the easiest to catch him around the same time that we've been recording in the past. But today I was actually able to, things just kind of fell into place. And I think he's probably well suited for being my counterpart on this episode because the Prestige is going to be discussing the theme of that that gap between the casual and the hardcore, and those terms themselves seem to divide uh, the population and the community in a lot of MMOs. Uh, so today, uh, before we get started talking about that, I'd like to kind of go over some of the stuff that's happened in the past week. It's actually been kind of a big week for Ashes. Uh, there's the the live stream was Friday this past Friday on the 4th may the 4th be with you and uh, it went really well I thought uh, I thought it was actually a, a really really good to, to kind of see them uh, showing some more gameplay some things people maybe haven't seen um, sharing some images um, leaking some information fantastic awesome what information sim uh, the potion launcher but, um, but yeah, anyway, so Ace Knight right over there um, to your right as you're viewing this. Um, Ace Knight, what did you think about the stream? Because I know we were both watching that together.
1: For me, it was a uh, very good insight because I haven't seen much, uh, many live streams myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I always miss them or I'm always out. Mm-hmm. So to see the different aspects and the different things in the game um, for a casual player, Mm-hmm. like me mm-hmm. um it's actually very enticing towards uh the the game it's bringing me in a lot more
0: nice what do you think um, was the thing that brought you in the most when you were watching it
1: just pretty much ever the detail of everything like the, the whole I, I love the uh how much work they've put into it so far um and the community aspect of it all is is outstanding um i love going around in big groups when i when i do play games um that's really where i uh like to shine if i can
0: yeah and we got to see horses too that was the first time that we've seen them with mounts Uh, that was that was cool uh i remember you made a comment you were like is that it (laughs) you're like (laughs) you're kind of like you're kind of like are those are the only ones and I was like I was like I just remember I was kinda of like, man, that's uh that's the first time I've seen a horse. So it's kinda of cool that they saw that. I thought it was great, the potion launcher thing. That was actually very surprising to see that I mean it wasn't done on purpose. It was very clearly it was not done on purpose. Uh and I really liked that, that was the case because I was like, Hell yeah. I thought it was pretty it was- awesome.
1: It's an interesting to see that there's a new uh, mechanic in the game for such things as that, because you, you always think of the, the standard swords, shields, staffs, right. daggers, but you never really yeah. expect something like that to be implemented.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. I was, I was actually, uh there was like, I said there was like a lot of news too. I, I thought it was really cool that the potion launcher was leaked because that's. It definitely wasn't done on purpose it was in the concept art for weapons and things which by the way looked really beautiful um the the potion launcher idea is 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 different i i like that i like that that's it's not something that you generally see being done and it would be interesting to see how that would play into theory crafting and utility in groups i kind of wonder how that's gonna how that's going to change a group dynamic too because we already know that like the classes themselves have the unique ability that's specific to only them and so in certain encounters or uh dungeons or environments and it's very important that you have someone who has a certain utility in order to of course navigate that or uh complete the task or kill the boss or whatever um and, and so, and I know that they're not just going to have where it's like got to be you've got this particular class and that's the only one. It's going to be multiple ways to go about it. They've mentioned that before, but I think that's interesting seeing the potion launcher because it makes me wonder how that's going to change a lot of things when it comes to the theory crafting aspect. That's just the thing that I get really into. But um, so they talked about that. Uh, they had sh- they showed concept art, which was great. They had some good questions. One question they actually uh, did mention out loud publicly was something I had been wondering about. A lot of people have been asking this question for a while, and it hadn't really been answered directly. And uh, it was nice they actually answered that. Answer that because I know a lot of people have have really been wondering when are we going to see some of the abilities and and how these other archetypes, these other you know base archetypes, are going to. What is their stuff going to look like and they've even mentioned that, you know, they're not even at a place to to work on They haven't really done any work on on the actual uh, Class specs and, and designing the combat system and everything that's not even really What we've seen them show is really not what it's going to look it's probably not even remotely what it's going to look like later to be honest so when i see that stuff right now i try not to pay too much attention to it but they said it'll probably i believe they said phase two of alpha one so probably into this year early next year i think is what they were saying um i'm pretty sure that's correct uh but i thought that was cool because now we have an idea of when to expect to see more of that we already know castle sieging it's going to be coming around that time uh, in Alpha 1 right so it's gonna be cool to see these other classes finally and I'm really curious about how the subclasses are gonna play into things and um, but so anyway the one thing I wanted to hit on real fast was the daybreak game situation because that was something else aside from the live stream uh, that kind of has happened and it was like mid last week I think what was it like the 20- it was like a couple days there. It was like Tuesday, Wednesday, or something like that. Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I feel like maybe in there, but it was early to mid last week, probably about a week ago, give or take. That uh, Daybreak Games had let go of a lot of staff, and they had uh, what was it called? Uh, I forget the damn name, man. Uh, they had they cut a lot of their staff, though, and and a lot of those you know people were. There were a handful of people that are pretty well known, um, and so it was surprising to see that happen. Why is this important? Because what had happened was is that there was speculation and even some maybe indirect mentioning that potentially Intrepid Studios or Steven would be involved in taking some of that. And so I feel like it's important to hit on this because I don't feel like I'd be doing again the simcast is about me getting my thoughts out of my head so sometimes i'm talking way more than the people here and but but it gives me it gives me some of my own kindred spirits here within virtue or just within the community that i realize i can talk to and get feedback from and it helps to keep keep me directed with my own thought process sometimes so um what are some of your thoughts about what if uh, it taking that ashes of creation and this is steven's baby and keep in mind that that he is completely devoted to this project right he's I know that this is his his thing this is going to be his complete goal I see some positives and some negatives uh, but keeping in that the motto has been making him most great again and re renewing the genre re reviving the genre I gotta look at it two ways one there's a lot of assets that they could they could get uh by a lot of assets potentially staff ips things like that things that they a lot of tools and resources they could pull in however although that would be helpful and although that could be a positive thing i feel like the problem with mmos and games in general movies music all that stuff is we're just re we're just re-skinning the same crap man over and over and over and that's not only what's wrong with just gaming in general, but just it's the culture of entertainment and in storytelling. And the big problem is is that we're just re the same crap, re-remaking the same stuff, there's no originality. And I feel like that's very important. I feel like the, the heart and soul of creating this MMO is reinventing uh, innovation we've talked about. And it's not innovative to purchase or to take this other entity that has already got its own design system and everything and even though there are assets that are useful I feel like the way that ashes is going to be successful and really live up to what its goal is and what its hope is the soul of the thing if you will is that you don't build off of something else or reskin it or use any parts of it you see the You identify the weaknesses and the strengths and at the core what it is to be an MMORPG and you stay true to that but you find your own path and the thing that's beautiful about the node system is it is a its own path it's not built off anything and my concern would be although I can see the positives of doing that how many people are gonna feel betrayed by that happening and are you deterring yourself from even if you're still focused on ashes? Are you deterring yourself from the ultimate goal of being innovative and focused and really creating and redesigning and re- renewing the genre? If you're using something from another MMO like EverQuest or just any of those games, what are you, do you have any thoughts about any of that, Ace?
1: Oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> kind of stumped me on that one
0: yeah well if you have any thoughts about it we you know as we go along maybe maybe towards the end you can kind of kind of throw back on it but that's i feel like i just needed to say that i wasn't really it was kind of not really planned in the conversation today but i wanted to talk about that one more thing i wanted to talk about and uh i found this really 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 cool and i know that we're you know 10 minutes in we haven't gotten on it yet but i felt like this this is important to talk about i love community and i feel like and our theme of prestige today is really kind of talking about community as well but i feel like this is very relevant and it, i just wanted to give a shout out to this guy because I, I i love seeing this stuff uh you don't see it often uh and, and chili the og on the discord you might have seen him if you've been paying attention he, he's been giving away some some pre-order packs uh, very generous there's no expectation except you just go join his discord, which I talked to him. He's cool with that. I'm going to put the link below. Uh, literally I've I've hung out there in in Chili's Tavern and I am going to talk a little bit about him and and his idea, because this to me is something that I'm passionate about too. We all know that I'm like super excited about the prospect of different servers and, and how that will literally be like creating an alternate reality, like the, the storyline and the culture and the evolution. And, and the growth and the consistent change and how that looks on each server will be uniquely different because of the individuals and the choices made and the culture of not only the players, but also uh, the individual uh, races and archetypes and things like that. Um, so I've always thought that was really cool. Um, Chili's got this idea of being on you know all the servers. And, and I think that's cool because from the standpoint, there's something that Virtue's gonna do. I'm not gonna talk about what it is i don't want to put too much out there and i'm not talk too much about his but the idea of you having a community that's established um not necessarily even a community um an entity an in-game position or um resource or uh, just set of people or places that remains consistent across the different servers and therein the different realities how interesting that the story of each of those places that are the same place but in a different you know different reality like how those look different and what their what their purposes may look like and 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 how that influences by having the same place in the same servers how that's going to influence the culture and how the cultures of that server is going to influence that particular maybe business or trade route or you know guild that potentially could be on all servers or something too uh i just think that's really cool the reason i'm like talking about chili is he's been giving those away and he's got no expectation of getting anything back the only expectation is that you're just basically there on his discord and quite frankly it's a pretty cool place to hang out i enjoyed hanging out there on friday it was fun um and uh he seems like a pretty cool dude i don't know him too well yet but anybody that is telling the community hey i'm gonna hook you up with the pre-order pack just uh come hang out that's it just come hang out have fun and it was it was pretty cool man it was fun and the dude seems really cool and uh he's being very generous in doing that uh he's helping people get the game and and that's uh really cool it's a very selfless thing and uh, the guy seems very much about community so i encourage you that if you or wanting to see some more of the positive sides of the ashes ashes community as it's evolving, uh, go hang out in Chili's ta- uh, Chili's Tavern. Uh, the Discord channel will be linked below. Uh, so, on that note, did you have a chance to hang out there, any Ace? Yeah, I was, was hanging out uh, yeah. with you. Yeah, I know there was that one time, but I know I think I was there when you had passed out that one night too. But um, what was your impression of the tavern? It's
1: it's actually a really friendly place. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed spending time there, just talking to random people. Never yeah. ever met before, and you get along with them so well.
0: Yeah, it was really, it was really cool. And in the, you know what the best part was about it to me, like I literally, it kind of really did feel like a tavern. It, it was pretty, it was pretty interesting. So I'm totally looking forward to seeing what Chili's got in store. And uh, on that note, let's move into the prestige the conversation of the casual versus the hardcore. I think that the terms casual and hardcore in themselves polarize communities in games anyway. I think it's a big part of the problem. And I think that when developers cater to either side too heavily, is when you have the danger of losing your player base, a, a large portion of your player base. Because you're not finding the balance and i already know through the q and a's uh, and live streams and things that steven and the team have discussed on panels such as pax and other places i know that they definitely you know are are working diligently to ensure that they are addressing the the gap that can potentially be there between Uh, you know, the, the, the group of people that are able to get on, uh, maybe they can play all day, every day, each weekend, but man, they got that, got that work. They got that job. They got to work. They got obligations. And as much as they may want to play as someone who can live in the game, they're limited. And so to me, as someone who has always aspired to, to find prestige in a game through through my, the word I'm looking for, through my uh, effort and energy is not really the best term. Um, but as someone who always seeks to find that, uh, I, I recognize the importance of not making it easy to get everything and yet not making it too hard to achieve things if you're limited on time as well. So. Thinking about that and how that can divide a community, what do you see as being some of your concerns, Ace, as far as uh, there being that balance or lack of balance between the people that can play all day if they want, every day, and the people that only have a set amount of time but are limited to being able to achieve the same level of greatness in a game?
1: So with casual players, um, the people who just kind of pick up a game and play—they um, may consider the endgame rewards. Uh, they're locked out because they have the time or the commitment issues, mm-hmm. and some of them prefer to be solo players. Um, right, and it stops them from getting to where the hardcore players can get quite easily just by grinding. Um. And move out, say, an alternate path or an alternate experience, mm-hmm. they're never going to get that. They're going to feel like they're always going to miss out on, on game content. I mm-hmm. um, feel like the issue is if they don't... If a developer can't cater for both, mm-hmm. um, and they, like you said, lean too heavily on a, a certain side, they're just going to lose people, and they're not going to... Um, they're not going to get a, the audience that they really wanted. Um, which is where if a whole a soul audience then becomes hardcore players, it's just toxic. Mm. I can it see. just becomes to the point where casuals don't want to play that game. They, 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 fire the hard, they find the hardcore players quirky or unappealing. Mm-hmm. Um, and The opposite for the, for the hardcore players, they find that if a developer made casuals, then they're missing out. Um, you know, then they're like, they've done the activities. They've got to that point in the game and they feel there's little reason to keep playing.
0: Right. I feel like it kind of causes them to, to feel like, well, what's the point of even bothering to do this if I'm not ever going to, if there's going to be this huge gap between us.
1: Yeah. I think with them both they kind of make the gap themselves though Um, for sure
0: I can see that uh,
1: labeling each other a a particular type Mm -hmm. rather than not the developers point like partially
0: Um, it's a problem of the community and using the labels to begin with yeah yeah or identifying themselves as being separate from a normal person who just has a couple days or doesn't have as much time yeah it's that elitist it's that elitist, I think, kind of personality or the elitist mentality, which I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I, I gotta own it here. I, I'm guilt. I've been super guilty of that. I've I've been the guy that has done, you know, been in top U.S. rating guilds in WoW. I've led, you know, top rating guilds and different servers like Swotor, Star Wars: The Republic. Um, I mean, in Elder Scrolls Online, we, we did some tri- we were doing the trials, you know, early in early in like the first the first six months of the game being out was really when I was doing a lot of that, um, and and then of course you know the after right before my first big break from ESO, I did the grind to get Emperor, uh, and became the Emperor in Cyrodiil, and uh, a lot of people that get that don't do it solo; it's done in teams, usually guilds. Um, and I did that by myself because at that time, a lot of the guild was dying um, because you had, you had a a very large handful of us in, at the time that were really wanting to focus on. I do it all when I when I immerse, I immerse. Like you'll you'll I will be the guy. I am going to be the subject matter expert on probably everything. I it, I'm. I'm a damn tryhard like i know i am I, I put a lot of energy and effort into it um that sense of prestige and feeling like i've accomplished that thing um uh, it's not for me because i want to be above others and for me it's because i want to i want to be able to acknowledge that i can do something you know it's some it's a it's a point of of uh a pride and not in not in, in not in a in a toxic sense but just in, you know, it, for anybody, knowing like, oh, you know, there's a test I had to take and it was hard, you know, and I I, I made it, I grinded hard, I accomplished it, I did it. Um, I wanted that job, I worked really hard and I got it. I, uh, you know, want to run that race and I did it. So people have things they aspire to and, and when it comes to gaming, MMORPGs, it's my thing to aspire to get to that level, to be somebody who can say like, I am capable of pulling off those high numbers i am capable of being the king even if i don't maintain it i am capable of achieving that and part of it is because i'm a completionist and from a lore standpoint i want to be able to say i've experienced it all um, to some degree at least but i also recognize that you know i'm not someone who has children i don't have kids i don't have a wife i'm not married um you know i i have the time to invest in that if i so choose to do it but that's just not something everyone can do and not everyone can spend that much time in a game to do that and even on with my own standards like i've still got my own job and my practice i run and so when when i'm there i'm there and so for those several days that i work i grind hard i get done i come home then i got several days where i can just focus on this and um, i'm fortunate in that regard And uh, you know to be honest if i did this for a living i probably would be in game every day doing just you know everything possibly could from different standpoint different different vantage points it's just the way i am i, I thrive on excelling in things that when i'm challenged so i recognize there it being important that there's a limit to things but you know and that there is a small percentage of people that are able to achieve them but i also feel like there should be probably, you know, we want to call that hardcore and use that label fine. If we want to call the casual label and use that fine for the sake of understanding the different, the different um, player types and the uh, the range in in what a person's not only capable of, experience to do, but also what they have the time to do and are able to commit to do, based on real life. Uh, and so, I remember when when it was probably about a year ago, man, when you had got on my stream and I think I was playing Conan exiles way back when it was Robert Bandy or shit, by the way. Yep. And PUBG was out and I was playing that too. Um, and I remember that you had created not too long after that created, you got a, you won like the, well, no, someone had hooked you up with the elder scrolls online and you were playing it and you, I recognized immediately the sense of what you've been discussing with me about this recently and that's first for someone like me who's i'm i'm at the i'm i'm a freaking former emperor right like i've done all that i've got all those champion points i've got all the gear i've got things unlocked i am maxed here maxed there there's a huge gap from where you're at to where i'm at um and in the older scrolls the upside is is they had made the One upside, I don't agree with 1Tambra. I think they screwed up a lot with that. It was one of the big game-breaking things, in my opinion, aside from Cancer Crate Cash Ops. We'll leave that alone. But my point is, is positive. I can play with people that are brand new to the game now. I don't agree that the alliance thing should be crossed, but the fact that we could jump in and do something at the same level is great. Uh, But then it's like I want to get to where my friends are at so that I can engage in what they're doing as well and in a lot of mmos the problem is is that there's such a barrier i think of the final fantasy mmo uh man it was what realm reborns when i started playing that one and what drove me nuts was i had to complete so much story to even get to where other people were at like, I could potentially go and grind out, right? I could grind mobs get to the max level but like everybody else. I still had to do all these quests, all these raids, all this stuff before I could even possibly enter into the domain they were in. Huge barrier. And so I think things like that and gear and not having people in the same environment for the, some of the same reasons causes a break. But... And I know I talked a lot about that just now, but there are so many issues that we could we could really discuss when it comes to this problem. Um, and I think, from a developer standpoint, granted I'm not a developer, I'm just a guy who's played a lot of freaking MMOs, man. Okay. But from a developer standpoint, from my perspective, the way to resolve that is one thing they have mentioned is in the Q and A during PAX. They said. That some of the places players start are going to be near where some of these big town cities, etc. will be. And therefore, the in-game people in-game versus the person that just stepped into the game, the, the in-game player will still have a reason to be in those environments. There will be incentive to help people that are brand new. So that's good. I see that, that tying of the newcomer and the in-game person so i feel like if they're doing that and i don't know what the answer is right Uh, but i know in regard to prestige of course you want to be working hard towards something that isn't so easily achievable but at that same time if you set things like raid lockouts that just there's some mechanics in MMOs when it comes to raiding and dungeons, and in the storytelling, and then the questing, and in all of the barriers that limit a person to go from point A to B. That that definitely hinder not only leveling two and getting to that point, but also being in game with someone else and not having a chance to gain some level of prestige in that domain of the game for example raiding or for example dungeons in-game dungeons uh, or for example pvp or even for example becoming the leader of a metropolis is that something that's going to be determined based on some big zergling guild because they've got the numbers and they've all voted for their guy and because they had the numbers this guy wins or how you balance that i just I don't know i don't know we don't have enough information yet but i feel like it's important that no matter where a person's at in the game if even if they have the two days on the weekend to get on and just put everything into it versus someone who's living in the game every day it's very important that if they invest that much time they are able to feel that they are prestigious in some way shape or form that sets them apart from the other players so then, the question is, what what are some things that we can even think of that would help with that, or maybe even some things in the other games where you've recognized Ace that there's been such a problem with that that it just makes people go? Because I agree with you when you said those people are just gonna be like, we don't even want to bother. Um, yeah, if you, I mean, it's great that they have notes. The world's always changing; we're always gonna have reason for them to come back in and check what's going on, right? However, If you don't maintain bridging that gap between those who have the time and those who don't to work towards those goals and gain prestigious things, are they going to want to be invested in checking what's new in the world now? If they recognize they don't have a chance, no matter how much they're willing to put in every ounce of their free time, they don't have a chance to the guy who can live in the game. So what are your thoughts about that? I
1: think for actual players who are possibly getting in when they see stuff or say ashes is, is on about an ever-changing world mm-hmm. um if they're constantly in the back and never progressing forwards and then they're looking and they're thinking something's changed i've got to do that now oh changed again well to over whatever i was working towards what point right it's just going to put them off it, whereas the people who are constantly able to play, they're always going to get the new reward, the new zones just to overpower those people that can't. Right. And yeah. I feel like there has to be a system there um, which is equal to both so it, it, and it's friendly to both so that no one person can feel like there's actually no point in the game.
0: I agree with you, man. I think that's a really good point. Like, if I'm only able to check in so often because of the real world, then what happens if I'm working towards something that somehow gets erased now that I've logged in? And I've got an opportunity to play, yeah. What were you going to say? So,
1: for me, because... Again, going back to when I first got ESO and you were helping. Right. I looked at what you was doing compared to what I was doing. And I always thought, I'm never going to get there on my own. And there was nobody in that game that seemed to want to help. You could ask and chat forever. And no one and they door all be like, go and Google it. Go and YouTube it. And you're like, I can do that. But where's the sensing community there?
0: Yeah. And you know what? When we were talking about this last night, I do remember too, it was... You talked about how there were the XP potions that you could get in ESO. And granted, you can craft those, but you can buy them as well. I don't know. I'm just kind of against the whole idea of there being that. I feel like the old school, like go back to the basics in some ways and eliminate the grind of the basics because no one wants to feel like they get on and it's a damn job. Like that's my biggest problem with mmos it's my biggest problem with wow especially and i freaking love the lore in that game love you love you but i mean enough is enough you've been in it this long and you haven't learned to stop with some things like that i get you want people to be invested right the idea of nodes is far more intriguing to me and and thought-provoking like fantasy provoking like i'm interested in that that's going to keep me invested in wanting to check in not because i missed out on 20 freaking dailies or something like that grindiness of it or knowing that like you know i stopped like you said like let's take into account i have to grind this for reputation or something The grind mentality is horrible. Well, now if I log on and now I've been able to grind to like, you know, I got the revered, but then real life happened, I was working. I only had so many days to get on, so many days to do dailies. Now I'm locked behind that reputation wall, as I call it, right, a rep wall where I can't get to this place. Well, now the stuff I was working towards behind that rep wall is now irrelevant because of a new tier or a new content or a new change in the world, for example. So I like the idea that nodes are doing that and giving you a reason to do that. Uh, But I also feel like it's important that whether it's the leveling process, character progression process, um, rating, and we don't know what that process looks like yet, but I think it's very important that where we left off is still just as important as where we're at regardless of whether we have several hours a week or we have several hours each night because if that isn't addressed the problem with there being such a divide it will maintain and continue to you know translate into the 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 community of this this game and i i'd hate to see that happen i don't think that things like I mean it could seem very hopeless to a person that that is wants to it puts as much time as they can in there and again I'm advocating for people that are, aren't like me uh, the one of the things I'm notorious for is being a top dog I'm notorious for it like juicy every time how many times is juicy saying to me one of my other mods by the way virtue or and on my crusade on twitch uh, how many times is he telling me like dude how do you stay so far ahead in these games Quite and, yeah he says all the time and it's not i just i know how i know how that old method works i know how how much i can get away with what i can't get away with how much work i could put in here to maintain to maintain it a lot of monitoring of myself and everything but that's that that's that individual that person part of me that thrives on being in the top of my game and everything however Not everyone's built that way and some people want to just get on and just immerse themselves and i think whether we're talking about in-game or just commerce and trade or a tavern or the node system or i think no matter what we're talking about when it comes to an mmo i think the important thing is identifying the people that are still wanting to have the same opportunities and be able to achieve them even if they don't have 24 7 to do so um, even if that means that maybe they can achieve something that someone else can and it still be meaningful whether that person could get it sooner because they can be in the game all the time And they can't. I think it's still important that that if they achieve something and it's later, that it's still just as meaningful as the person who is able to achieve it because they have more time. And I think if you can do that by not allowing the content to become irrelevant at any point, then I think that might be part of a way to address it. I don't know if that's how it's going to go. I don't know if that'll happen. I really hope it will. Um, but I do have faith in these guys and, and gals to be able to do that. So I feel like we've really talked about it pretty well. I think you brought up some good points. Did you think any, about what I talked about earlier in the episode about the daybreak thing that you wanted to share about?
1: Not particularly. So I there, mean there was, there was the the talk of daybreak um, in acquisition with intrepid studios mm-hmm. but that can't be confirmed at the moment because mm-hmm. uh, obviously they, he's speculation mm-hmm. yeah the whole speculation um, bit of a, a crappy situation but
0: yeah I it, mean
1: it stems way back beyond that for sure yeah.
0: So you think you think it would be unwise or wise if if the, if Intrepid was to actually do that?
1: Um, considering they could possibly pick up on projects that would drop. Um, possibly it could be a good investment.
0: Yeah, what do you see as being or, some negatives?
1: Uh, putting more money in, then they're going to get out, or right. even trying to develop a game that's. Not worth it,
0: right? Or that Uh, was, you know, part of a system of, of games in general that were part of the problem that we were coming to address and basically renew the genre because of those issues. Like it would be kind of, kind of productive, I think, to take those issues and to try and take some of that on and then be able to stay. We're say we're still true to what we're doing here with what we said we were going to do, right? Like. Do that to me is the biggest problem. So I don't think I think that would be very unwise. Um, aside from all the benefits, I think it would be very unwise to do that because you're then saying we want to take this on. when what we said before was, we recognize what's wrong with that. we're not going to be that. We're not we're going to do something different. And that to me would be the biggest problem. I think that would probably be a huge mistake. Um, it might mean it's harder work, but I think it would be a huge mistake. Are there things that they could get that they could benefit from? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's also different ways to do that. But I
1: mean, if, if they're saying that they're trying to take the genre to a different level or take it away from where it currently stands, they take on a project. If they can take a project that's already partial, and still progress to the point where they've changed it, that's another accomplishment.
0: True. I feel like if they did do that, they would have to do it after they completed Ashes, though.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel I, like, I mean, they've got way too much to invest in Ashes at the moment.
0: Right. I feel like if you were... I could see that being something positive. Only when you've shown evidence that Ashes truly can... Renew the genre and that you are able to be innovative and do new things. And then maybe use that to take other stories or other games, for example, and possibly um, reinvigorate or renew them as well. But I don't know. Those are just some of my thoughts. Um, so you have any words of advice for them uh, as they're moving forward, as they're creating content and story and in-game content? as to not lose you as a player. What would be the thing that they would lose you with when it comes to that 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 gap that we've been discussing, those labels, if you will?
1: Um, just a, a little bit more community. Just, to, I want to see a little bit more community content um, where you can see the two labels working together um, and not for the fact that, that um, but they're, they're like they're not fighting, basically. So you're not always. Oh, I don't know. I've lost my train of thought now.
0: No, I think you're. I think you're good. You want to. You want to see, see more of of what they're, how they're willing to address that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like how they can stop the the constant. Like what their
0: plans are, even maybe. Like what they, what their, some of their plans are. I can see why they wouldn't want to, if they, if they've got that already squared away, they've already addressed this issue. I mean, fantastic. I wouldn't put it past them to have already gone there, honestly. Uh, I think the one thing I really like about the team the most, and this is where I'm going to give them a hats off sort of thing and really give them some praise, is it's been, I've seen it multiple times. They're like, we are not willing to just pull any new staff in. We're not willing. I'm huge on quality over quantity. Like, I don't think it's important that you got 500 people that are doing the job. I think it's important that you got whoever, how, whatever your number is that are, are invested, have the same hopes and dreams for the project, are committed to it equally, and all really share the same sense of what it can be and so that they're invested in it. So they've already said they want to ensure that the culture remains the same. And, and I think it's important that they're they're really taking the time and energy to choose wisely to each individual that comes in And it becomes part of the family there at Intrepid. And I think that's really wise. I praise it, praise it, praise it I find that very admirable and I hope to continue seeing them do that because I think That if they continue to do that even in the back uh, Even in the offices on the side, we rarely get to see then I feel like that culture that they're doing that culture that they have evolving within the studio is going to translate into the culture that they're not only creating in the game but in the community that they're establishing over all this time and in the future so uh, I think that's it for today Um, I do I'm hoping to have a very special episode coming up here soon I can't talk about it but it would be it's gonna be pretty fun uh, if it goes away I'm hoping um, I am looking to start bringing in other members of the Ashes of Creation community outside of Virtue. Um, it is an opportunity for you to promote your own brand, your, your content, uh, your community, um, but, but it's also important for me that I'm bringing people in that, I, again, kind of have the shared culture that, and values and things that I share. And so I'm, I'm looking for more individuals like that. I've identified a few and I'm looking for more. So if these videos, if the SimCast resonates with you, Please, by all means, reach out. Let me know you're interested. Leave some comments. Uh, don't, don't be afraid to, to, instead of DMing me, posting a comment on the on there or on the forums on Ashes or or joining my Discord and, and hanging out in, in, the, in the Crusade, as I call it, um, and learn what that is if you'd like. I'm more than happy to tell you more about it. Uh, it's an initiative and Virtue is the backbone of it. Um, would you like to give any shout-outs before we get going, Ace? No. Cool um that image in the background fantastic it's beautiful i noticed that the logo of virtue which is not part of the artwork by the way is in the background there um that is a really amazing concept design uh that they had released this past week as well it's a gorgeous gorgeous artwork i love it love it love it in fact it's my desktop pretty beautiful but i thought the virtue logo would go really well there yeah fantastic um, so that's going to be the end of this episode. I do want to make a couple notes real fast. Uh, Chili's Tavern, Discord down below, talked about him earlier. Um, if you would like to help fund uh, my projects and the Crusade and everything, get some shout outs on here, please feel free to donate to my Patreon. It's not required, not expected, but it would be helpful. Fantastic. Um, please check out Ashes of Creation. If you are watching Ashes of Creation kind of regularly, or maybe not so regularly, but you've been catching this episode, I would encourage you to check out the last live stream to go to the forum see what's new um they're currently i think as we speak are still doing a test an alpha test that i believe he said steven said in the live stream was going to last about seven days so that's pretty awesome they're really hard at work on that can't can't wait to see uh, what they come out with and uh uh, like i said as usual all the links to all my stuff and things are below same for virtue if you're interested in joining the guild and i will see you next time on stream everybody have a great one i'll see you next time